Hey folks, welcome back to the Uncivilized Podcast. This is Trevor Boehm, your host. For those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a doozy. This is also one where I'm jumping into a pretty deep conversation with a man who many of my repeat listeners will know and love, and that is Dewey Freeman. So for those of you who are new, again, my name is Traver. I'm the host of the podcast and the founder of the Uncivilized Movement, founder of the Uncivilized Nation, consultant to high-level, high-performing men, and the author of two separate books with a third on the way. Book one is called Today I Rise, If You Are Getting Divorced or If You Are Heartbroken. One, my heart goes out to you. There is absolutely nothing worse than that experience. It is rock bottom for so many people. Today I Rise is a guidebook out of that situation and a guidebook how to use that situation to actually transform your life. So many people have told me that it's actually saved their lives, but it blows me away. Book number two is is called Man Uncivilized. If you notice the second word, it is the book that started this whole revolution, started the men's movement, started the men's group, started the nation, started our incredible clothing line, which you should probably buy a shirt or a hat at our store from. It's a great book. Please read it. Third book, as I said, is on the way. I'm writing my ass off currently about my month in a dark retreat and how people can use the darkness of their lives or navigate the dark period of their lives more skillfully. More on that. Okay. What are we talking about today? I literally just hopped off Zoom with Dewey. For those of you who don't know who Dewey Freeman is, he's our co-teacher in the Uncivilized Nation. He's the chief therapist in Uncivilized. He's our chief elder. He's a therapist who's been in private practice for about, I don't know, like 90 years. Uh, He's seen more clients than anybody else in the world. Now I'm just making shit up. Uh, He's just a rock star therapist. He's taught just about every therapist in Colorado. Think about that. He was a teacher for years at Naropa. And he and I are leading a workshop in the end of February and again in October called How to Work with Men. And it is geared for therapists, for coaches, for anybody, sales team managers, CEOs, like businessmen, people who work with men, male or female, it doesn't matter, on how to do it better. Uh, we, we know that the therapy world and the coaching world often fails men, unfortunately. I'll just say it. We know the suicide rates of men who have been in therapy. We know the suicide rates that exist and how many of those men have been in therapy recently. There's, there's stuff that we're missing here, folks. And so Dewey and I put this course together, and I was at lunch with him the other day, going over the curriculum. And he said to me, he'd been reading this book. You'll hear this again. He'll say it that the one thing men fear most, it's a bit of an oxymoron here, a play on words, the one thing men fear most is actually being afraid. And that is why we limit ourselves so often to so few experiences, why we don't thrive, why we have failure to launch as young and young men, which we're seeing so often uh, in the younger generations now, or so many men who have had one bad life experience, right? a divorce, a heartbreak, a death in the family, a job loss, an identity shift, something, and they collapse. They don't get back up. They don't start throwing punches. They don't fight hurt, which is what we say it here at Uncivilized. So I asked Dewey, I was like, man, you, you and I got to get on the, on the mic here and tease this out and talk about why men fear the actual experience of fear and what we can do about it. What I didn't anticipate was where this conversation will go or would go. 
And I'm not going to tell you where it goes, but hang on for the end. This is a shorter episode. It's only about 30 minutes. But Dewey talks about an actual client or a, a therapist that he's supervising. And that chunk of this conversation is mind-blowing and will change you. So listen for it. Let us fumble our way in the beginning and kind of make fun of each other. Yes, we had the exact same sweatshirt on when we hopped on Zoom. Yes, we looked incredible. Yes, everybody should get an uncivilized sweatshirt. Yes, I was secretly tickled pink that my mentor is wearing an uncivilized sweatshirt. That's irrelevant. Please enjoy the episode with Mr. Dewey Freeman. The Dewey Freeman. Welcome <laughs> back, I think, for the umpteenth time to the Uncivilized Umpteen. Podcast. Pleasure to see you, sir, as always. Very nice to see you. And, Thank uh, you. I see that you're wearing a, a great uh, hoodie there. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, Dewey and I are in matching sweatshirts, and it is absolutely. Dewey, someone has complained that I use the word "fuck" too much in the podcast, but I'm going to drop the singular one right here. It is absolutely <laughs> fucking adorable that we are wearing the same uncivilized sweatshirt, which you guys can all get at shop.manuncivilized.com. So go there and buy a sweatshirt. <laughs> what a brilliant! This is already a great podcast. Thank you. All right, we're Thanks going on. Mic drop. We're done. <laughs> You're done. So, folks, I wanted to bring Dewey in, as I said a little bit in the intro, because we were sitting at lunch the other day talking about this upcoming course that we're teaching therapists, coaches, budding therapists, budding coaches, therapists who've been in practice for 30 years, 20 years, it doesn't matter. Anybody in any profession who wants to work with men, we're teaching and leading a workshop on that coming up soon, which you can find at manuncivilized.com forward slash work with men. Now, Dewey said this sentence that I went, okay, we need to talk about that. And it wasn't about men specifically, or in, you know, women can, can relate to this as well, being afraid. What is it that you said, Dewey? Yeah, actually saying it sort of, and learning about it sort of blew my mind. There's a book uh, called The Wisdom of Wilderness by a man named Gerald May. And I want to give him credit because he deserves credit. Mm -hmm. He was out in the wilderness camping and a bear came in, started messing around his tent. And he ended up in abject, pure fear mm. for his life, which, by the way, I've actually had that experience. I know exactly what he was talking about. Wow. Like you're laying there in the middle of the night and you hear the snorting and mm. grunt, you know, uh, growling outside your tent and going, Am I going to wake up in the morning alive or am I going to wake up in the morning dead? Obviously, um, this was pre jujitsu because now you know <laughs> you can choke the fuck out of the bear. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say choke the heck out of the bear. Uh, but carry on, carry on. <laughs> well, I think I think the particular bear was probably black belt. I'm not quite black belt yet. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I or 1,200 pounds of, of a pure white belt, right? And, yeah, this. Yeah, I'm close to I'm close though. Yeah. Especially, if I, especially if I wear this hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he he spoke about the aliveness of of being like completely alive, completely present in in his fear. Mm. Later, and which which I related to, and I've had numbers of situations like that in my life, mostly connected to wilderness where I've been caught in blizzards, I've been lost, I've all of those kinds of things. But he went on to talk about the 
the quote of which I believe is Roosevelt, of the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself, mm-hmm. which is it probably everybody listening to this con this uh this chat is has heard that. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say it again because it's it's really pertinent. It's like the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. And he actually shifted that around. And it blew me away when I read it. And I'm so I'm going to try and share that this accurately. Is instead of saying, instead of the concept of the only thing that we had to fear is fear itself, is that we actually walk around being afraid of being afraid. Mm, say that again, please. Yeah, so it's really the only thing that we have to fear is the fear of our own fear. Okay, we need to unpack this a little bit. Fair enough around fear. Yeah. So in, in my experience in working with people, and interestingly enough, working with men, mm. is that men are afraid to be afraid. Say one more sentence. One more sentence is that when we walk around and we go, I don't want to feel fear. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to Mm -hmm. feel so vulnerable and so alive in my own fear that I prevent myself, I protect myself from being afraid. Okay. So it's more along the line of i what i what the what i'm really trying to say is that we we fear fear okay we fear being that vulnerable we fear mm-hmm. being that open we fear being that present we fear being that literally on the perhaps in certain situations on the edge of life and death and when we walk around with that shield around us of not allowing ourselves to be afraid of being afraid, we shut, we actually shut things down. We shut mm-hmm. ourselves down mm-hmm. versus going, I am so fucking afraid of being afraid. I'm so fucking afraid of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking afraid of being that man who literally is shaking and Mm. and wondering whether i'm shaking so bad that i don't even know if i can take another step and i'm going to still do that Mm. so um to try to make it more concrete is let's say that i would have something really tough to say to you Okay. And we need to have a hard conversation. Okay. Now, before I say this, I want every, the audience to know that this is not our, <laughs> we do really well in our relationship and friendship. So I'm not, I'm not trying to come in the back door on something here. So let's say I'm going, man, if I say this, this to my friend Traver, I, I'm afraid to say this. So what's happening is I'll be afraid to face that fear of speaking to you, mm-hmm. or I'll be afraid to face that fear of of having a hard conversation with Kimberly, my partner, or I'll be afraid to step into a new adventure 
not because I'm afraid it's I'm afraid to, to step in a new adventure because that new adventure might be scary as hell. Yeah. Or this conversation that I need to have with somebody will be scary. So I'm afraid to be afraid. Dewey, can I ask if, if perhaps this model helps guys is, would it be fair to say, like, I remember as a kid, <clears throat> not wanting to jump off the high, high dive at a mm -hmm. swimming pool. And so would it be fair to say then, I don't even want to go to the pool because I'm not, I'm not worried about standing on the end of the high dive. I don't even want to be in the parking lot of the YMCA where the pool is because then I will have to recognize and admit that I'm shit scared to be on the top of that diving board. Is that okay. fair? Is that a close? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. We as men get, get taught that we're sissies that we're, mm -hmm. that there's something wrong with us. If, if there's something wrong with us, if we're shaking in our boots, there's something wrong with us. If we're so afraid we want to piss our pants, right. there's something wrong with us. If we, if we have that level of vulnerability, Okay. So part of what we're doing is not allowing ourselves to live mm. in the present, in that moment, in that place that we actually take a risk mm -hmm. and make a choice about taking that risk. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't want to stand, stand on the end of this high dive. Yep. So I'm not even going to go play. Yep. Okay. And the idea of allowing ourselves to recognize that we're afraid to be afraid mm -hmm. and working with that is, I think that's life-changing. Do we, I, so I have a couple of questions. And let me just say them so I can get them off my head and then we can come back okay. to them. This this one, how do we make this not just sound like a play on words to people who are listening? And then two, for people who like like the group that we're going to work with and at the end of February and in October at the CERT, why is this important for coaches, for therapists, for parents, for leaders of sales teams, for CEOs? Like why is this important for them to know? Maybe answer that first. And then two, how do we not make it seem like a play on words? And I'm going to add one more. Please don't let me forget. What are men missing because they won't even go to the damn pool? So I know I just threw a lot at you, but you have yeah. more client hours than I've been alive. So I know you can handle <laughs> complexity. <laughs> so any which way you want to tackle those three, what do you think? When there is any emotion, hmm. whether it be fear, happiness, joy, anger, surprise, any of those emotions, when we shut one of those emotions off, we shut all of our emotions off. Hmm. It's sort of like if you could imagine a dam with a reservoir of water behind it mm -hmm. and you open the gate of the dam mm -hmm. 
whatever is right behind that gate is mm -hmm. what's going to come through. Mm -hmm. So if there's a reservoir of feeling, of fear, of surprise, of joy, of excitement, of nervousness, of playfulness, we can't go to the back of the reservoir and let that come out without whatever is coming out mm -hmm. in front of that. Okay. One of the messages that we've gotten as men is that if we're afraid, there's something wrong with us. Yeah. If we're afraid, there's something wrong with us. If we're afraid, we're not manly enough. If we're afraid, we're not masculine. Enough. If we're afraid, we have no power. If we're afraid, we have zero potency. Mm -hmm. So part of what we do is shut off our experience of that fear. When we do that, we shut off all of the other emotional experiences that we can have. Gotcha. What's really happening is that we're afraid of feeling that fear. Because if we feel that fear, we're going to be rejected. If we mm. feel that fear, we're going to be judged. If we feel that fear, we're going to be rejected. Mm -hmm versus saying i am so 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 the first step is going i'm actually afraid of feeling fear i'm afraid of putting myself in those situations yeah as soon as we do that i mean even as i say that if i when i say that to you what happens for you just in that thought of, of being able to go i'm actually afraid to go out and get on that mat with somebody because that'll be scary as hell. Or standing on the edge of the diving board will be scary as hell. Yeah. It it's honest. It feels like now we have something to work with. Now right. we have reality between us and something to connect over as opposed to an absence between us or a disconnection between us. That's exactly true and what that does is create fluidity mm. and it creates an opening. Because mm -hmm. as soon as I'm say, as soon as I'm able to say, yeah, I'm fucking afraid to go do something that's scary. Mm -hmm. So I'm afraid of the fear that I might have. What that does is creates a fluidity to be able to work with that. Mm. And what and do you I, mean by a fluidity? Do we, would you mind teasing that word out for people who think it's sure. just like wishy washy or? When I speak about fluidity, what I'm talking about is the movement of energy. Okay. That makes sense. So even as we're talking, I mean, I feel energy like moving through my body. Mm -hmm. If I get up, it's like foggier than mm -hmm. hell up here. And like, if I go outside and feel the, the cold, it's like, I feel that's an energetic process that happens inside me. Mm. If I really connect with uh, my partner, that's an energetic process. If I shut off, if I'm angry, that's an energetic process. Mm -hmm. All so let me back up, the back up here. I often talk about emotion as the word e dash motion. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is energy moving. That's what that word really means. And when we feel energy moving through our bodies. That's what, and we perceive energy through moving through our bodies. What ha that's what we call emotion. And when we're 
so that movement that I'm talking about, that E motion, movement of energy is a fluidity that I'm talking about. So if I walk in and I go, I'm afraid to go into this situation because the situation is going to, I will be afraid in the situation. Mm. Then every that, what happens is everything stops. Movement does not happen anymore. Movement, our breath isn't happening anymore. Mm-hmm. Movement of energy through our body doesn't happen anymore. We freeze, that doesn't happen anymore. So we're we're literally not moving. Jimmy, so, if I can, if I, sorry, if I can just say that last sentence that you said really clarified for me that this wasn't the play on words. When you said, "I'm afraid of the situation because I will be afraid in the situation," exactly. I think that's the crux of you got of, of the separation between the two afraidnesses. If that's, I just made a word up, but you get what I'm saying. I totally get what you're yeah. saying. Okay, That's a perfect okay. way to say it. Yeah. So, so say it again, because the, <clears throat> the way you said it was incredibly clarifying. I'm afraid of the situation because I know once I'm in the situation, I will also be afraid there. Exactly. I think that's the preemptive, like, it's almost like people who, like, I'm in pain at home. Because I know when I get to the gym, I will struggle. I will have pain lifting the weights. We don't really have that same experience. But I get the fear. It's almost like I have anxiety. We, maybe we could even clarify. Like I keep myself from situations that I will be afraid in. And that is like a more global fear than it is the acute fear in the moment. I think that's really important what you're teasing out here. Uh, I, you know, I'm all about getting to the root of things, totally. not the branch of things. And I feel like you've hit on a massive root of why so many men not just fail to launch, or, but fail to, fail to risk, fail to take chance, fail to actually engage with life in a more robust and meaningful way, because that engagement will require, one, every once in a while, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Two, every once in a while, you're going to be afraid. You're going to be humiliated. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be sad. You're going to be angry. So you're right. It's like oh, we don't engage with life. And th- I think that is the one of the systemic challenges that we can see societally is all of the statistics around men who are collapsed and giving up. Yeah, it's, it's, actually, it, it's actually a surrendering of life Mm. it's a surrendering of of movement of energy from my perspective it's like i'm not going to go into it it's like i'm afraid of this upcoming situation because i know that in the situation i will be afraid yeah and it's literally surrendering before we walk into the situation Mm. Okay. It's a collapsing before we walk into the situation. Yeah, I'd say collapsing because I think a lot of people hearing this may use the spiritualized idea of like, I surrender to whoever, whatever may be in the moment, but collapsing is I'm going to lie down. Yeah, I'm not going to go in that room where the hard conversation is because I'll be afraid in there. So instead, I'm going to go curl up in the corner and 
wait to die. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to, or, and I'm going to surrender. And there's a word that I'm looking for. It's I'm going to, I'm going to surrender my willingness to fight for my own life. Yeah. Before I go yeah. in yep. to a situation where I will have to fight for my own life. Mm. I remember the first time you said that to me. People have to fight for their lives. And it was so poignant because I think we can take that to the micro of, and I, I don't want to keep using jujitsu for every example, but jujitsu, okay, it's, it's a fucking fight. Therapy. If I'm going to go deal with childhood wounds or abuse or stories that are in my system that are false, I got to fight for that. If I want to be an entrepreneur and do something different in the world and build a business, that is a fight. I want to write a book that people are going to read to sit at my damn desk and fight. And I, I feel like that is such an important concept that is missed, but now you're giving us the reason why. Yes. As opposed to just this global, like everyone's kind of given up on fighting for their lives because we have iPhones. Now it's, oh, you're afraid of being afraid. Yes. And I'm afraid of being afraid because when I get into that place, where I actually have to fight, I actually might lose. Yeah, that's the risk. I actually fight. might get my ass kicked. Yeah. I actually might fail. Yeah. I actually might not be able to reach my dream. Yeah. And under certain situations, I actually might die. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, real. Like in a tent with a bear on the outside of it. Mm -hmm. Like being caught in a blizzard, I, coming down, I climbed a, done a winter climb on a 14er in Colorado on the way down a blizzard moved in and I had to spend the night on the 14er mm -hmm. it's like I actually had to go yeah I might die here mm -hmm. and there there's a fear of fighting mm -hmm. because I have a fear that I might lose in the fight yeah I get that so it's like there's this double layered thing. Mm. So let me actually, and there's a lot to this. Sure. But those people, for instance, that I work with who have had some kind of trauma and, and the people that have been able in the middle of that trauma, been able to find a way to fight. Mm -hmm most of those people do not end up with heavy duty PTSD. Yep. Yeah, dude, I remember when I was teaching uh, women's self-defense workshops, my partner in it would always say, there have been study after study after study that uh, women who experienced violence and attacked an attack who fought back in any regard, even if it was, a, even if it was ineffective fighting back, in the global scheme of the experience, had far less trauma, far less nightmares, far less PTS afterwards, just because they had had some level of agency uh, and got to got to know at, afterwards, like, well, at least I did something, and at least I put some effort or put something into the into the into the game. Do we for for people uh, listen? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The word agency is a, mm -hmm. what you just said, I think is a really big deal. Okay. 
I also want to bring in another piece here because uh, there's a truth to, to what I want to say here. And from a polyvagal perspective, there are times where our body shuts down mm. as a way to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anybody listening to this and going, yeah, but there's this other process too, because mm -hmm. there is this other process too. Sure, sure, sure. However, we don't get to experience either of those processes of protecting ourselves, whether it's the fight or whether it's a way where our nervous system takes over and protects us. We don't get to experience any of either of those if we're too afraid to step in to that process. Right, right, right. Gotcha. So I, I just want to acknowledge that there's a big picture out there. And what you just said, the word agency, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways to have agency. But what you're talking about with that word is a really big deal. Okay. So bringing this into working with men yeah the work is 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 helping men first of all acknowledge that they're afraid of being afraid mm. it's imagine like, that in your toolkit as a therapist or a, a coach yeah right exactly it's like i'm so fucking afraid of being afraid that i'm not going to step into asking my partner to have sex with me more or asking my partner to you name it mm -hmm. right share sharing the expenses or asking or, or you or that yeah i actually want to go to this class or i want right. to do this it's like i'm afraid to go in and have to deal with fear or hurt or other kinds of processes mm -hmm. So if we can begin working with that therapeutically with people, then we will make great strides. Mm. There's one other piece here that I wanna, wanna speak to. Okay. And that is, is that therapists get afraid mm. of men's fear. Really, say more about this, please. Well, it's like, and actually it happened this morning. I was doing supervision with a very high level, really good therapist, woman therapist. And she was talking about how afraid she is of this particular male client's anger. Mm. And when I probed her more, she actually was able to go to a point to go, Actually, I'm more afraid of his fear wow. than I am his anger. And when I probed her in that, and I mean, this woman is very insightful, very sharp. Mm -hmm. She said, and she actually used these words. I feel like his fear is more primal than his anger. Mm. And I don't know what will happen. How does what does that mean to you? I have my own sense of the the primality of it, but what does that mean? What did what did that mean when you heard it? Well, first of all, my whole insides just—I mean, I was just buzzing. It was like, oh my fucking god! Mm. And even as I'm saying this, I can feel this. The most 
so so here's what this means to me in nature and in the bigger animal world in addition to us the most dangerous animal is the animal that's afraid the most dangerous animal is not the animal that's angry you can feel that and it's like okay well i can get a sense and i can like connect into this mm-hmm. like as everybody probably has heard me say a hundred thousand times i work daily with horses mm-hmm. if my horses get afraid that's when they're dangerous not because they're coming after me but because I no longer am important to them Mm. as far as their survival, unless I can help them not be afraid, unless I can help them move through that fear. Mm -hmm. So that deep fear is so primal because it's such so much about life and death Mm -hmm. and that I will fight for my life Mm -hmm. when we can move into that Mm -hmm. that it's like it does become life and death yeah i I I go ahead go ahead no i I have this image of uh an animal backed into a corner absolutely exactly and it's like 110 percent unpredictable you just don't know and then i was just thinking about like when do i quote feel backed into a corner and how do I react? And it's usually not skillfully. Well, exactly. <laughs> I don't know anybody that does. If we were skillful, we probably wouldn't be in a corner. Yeah. Um, Ooh, this is, this is giving me chills, Dewey. This is wild. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, just think about this. Think about this. And again, with jujitsu, it's like, or any other situation, it's like, yeah. I could get angry and it's like, okay, fucker. Yeah. But if I'm, if I go into that deep, deep fear, it's like I end up losing the, the control that I have in anger. Mm -hmm. If I'm angry, I I still have a lot of control about Mm -hmm. what's happening. Mm -hmm. If I go into that deep fear, it's like all bets are off. Yeah. Yeah, you literally go primal, animalistic, pure wild. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. May may I ask if you're if you're allowed to share this? uh, How did you? What what was the advice or or work with her piece? Well, I actually talked about this exact thing. My first question was, "You're afraid of his fear." Are you afraid of your own fear? Oh, this is why you're the fucking Yoda. (laughs) And she went, at first, she sort of looked at me and then tears came up. And Mm. she went, yes. Wow. I'm afraid of my own fear. Mm. And with that, it's just interesting, interesting process. When she was able to say that, she grounded more than, and I've known this person for, I don't know, seven, eight years. She grounded in a way that I've never seen her ground before. 
like she just it was like she was rock fucking solid wow and then i said from this place now are you afraid of his fear and she went mm. no no longer afraid mm-hmm. and then she what she said is i do with him what you just did with me yeah let's work with this piece mm. and um yeah this is it's a big deal big deal dewey thank you for for sharing that story and walking us through that uh i, I want to leave people here so that they know to come to us for more but folks this is the type of stuff that we're going to be talking about and as you've now seen it is far more personal than it is just like oh i want to be better and work more efficiently with men this is a personal journey that you're going to have to take in order to be able to do that uh, i've learned a ton just on this on this call so I can't wait for this as well. Dewey, appreciate you. Thank you uh, for folks interested. Again, it's manuncivilized.com forward slash work with men. If you have any questions at all, you can email me, Traver at manuncivilized.com, or you can email Dewey at support at deweyfreeman.org. Dewey, love you. Appreciate you. I think the yeah. sweatshirt's brilliant. You look handsomer than you've ever looked before on one of these calls. <laughs> And I'd like to throw in just one more piece sure, sure, on sure. my website, deweyfreeman.org. And this class is on there. And you'll be able, if you forget uh, how to connect with Traver through Man Uncivilized, go to my website. There's a link on my website to Man Uncivilized. Beautiful. Thank you, brother. Look forward to this. Thank you. Look forward to jam with you again great. soon. This was just, uh, thank you so much. Love you. My pleasure. This is Traver Bohm signing off on another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give us a share. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you're interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, whether you're a man or a woman, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book and get reading. 